This podcast has been made possible by Planful and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Patrick Shannon, Chief Financial Officer of Allegion. This is episode 549. Perpetual bookings weren't as high. I mean, they were, they were still high, but they weren't as high as they were, as they were expecting. We said, look, we need to build in some amount of contingency into our budget and from a cost perspective to ensure we're still hitting our EBITDA expectations. And we're still hitting the profitability levels that, that we would expect from a, a software enterprise software business. It's Jack Sweeney. On today's show, we speak to Cork Townsend, CFO of Cofax Software. Turn back the clock five years, and few would disagree that the path to the CFO office at Cofax was a straight line for Cork Townsend. Then Lexmart bought Cofax. Then Apex Technology bought Lexmark. Then private equity firm Toma Bravo bought Kofax, where Townsend now resides inside the CFO office. He shares his story after this. In an ever-changing world, it can be tough to keep up with the latest FP&A trends and innovations that keep you ahead of the game. Luckily, there's a podcast for that. Tune in to Being Planful, the podcast for finance leaders and planning experts, and stay in the know about what's happening in planning and forecasting. Guests like influencer Chris Ortega, Boston Red Sox CFO Tim Zhu, and Brian Lapidus of AFP will keep you up to speed on how you can put finance in the driver's seat this year. Find the full episodes at beingplanful.com or wherever you get your podcasts. P.S. Think you might make a great guest on the show? Shoot host Rowan Tonkin an email at beingplanful at planful.com. Uh, you know, Los Angeles, you know, I think it was uh, 
might have been a more settled environment. Uh, other companies that uh, left uh, eventful growth gap. But you see, you know, the flexibility of decision making there and dealing with, you know, that type of environment. It seems to me that many executives would be now the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go back to first before I left now, I think if you weren't sure of your times, or if you didn't know that they wanted this, and you didn't get anything, and she was around. So, yeah, that's how you kind of start to kind of wait and see, and you know, go back a little bit. But they ultimately offer us some spring and ask us to stick around and have some problems for us, which is nice, but like I said, six months after getting acquired, they had a process for trades and further. Here, uncertainty and doubt, and not just with me, but with everybody across the organization. And there was another situation where they were like, you know, let's wait and see. Now, there was, you know, once we had identified the time of fire, that Tiffy had had to, you know, require about some of his spin us off. That created another opportunity for us. But as we were presenting to different potential buyers, and some of those were potential buyers like project firms, but others were strategic ones.
barriers of mobility, engagement with gas mobile solutions that include gas information, electronics, and the tools, and the DocuSign, and most of the And then all these applications provide dashboarding and things like that. We also have other solutions like safety automation tools and other areas. We actually also recently acquired two companies this year, both in our space, one of the out a larger software company that they provide print management, capture, and PDF type solutions. The other one is a smaller So, yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of our, our main capability in terms of our breadth and scope. We generate more than half of our revenue across the world. Around uh, the world, there are about 30,000 customers. Just given all of what's uh, transpired, I would think that it's allowed you to be more of a sort of a primary architect of a finance function. How do you plug this? Build the new talent that you have to attract. Yeah, we you know we have to some extent sort of positioned in the process to sure we go back to We always like to find out one of those metrics that uh, finance leaders are likely looking at before they're just kind of talking. What are those special metrics in your Yeah, I think yeah, there's really three three key metrics that I try to focus on. And I, you know, the first one's kind of simple. I'm going to go back to five, but it's just looking. Our perpetual, we're mostly a perpetual model. We do sell some SaaS and some licenses, but the bulk of our new sales comes from perpetual business. And that drives the entire health of the organization. Because when you have perpetual bookings, you're going to have maintenance and support that is totally different for some In addition to that, you're going to have professional services bookings that come from those perpetual bookings that come on the unregulated company about the 
When we come back, CFO Cork Townsend enters the mentoring round. The business landscape is changing quickly. As the pressure to manage expenses efficiently and strategically increases, you need solutions that not only help drive down costs and improve efficiencies, but meet the changing needs of your business. At U.S. Bank, we can help. We'll work with you to uncover your specific payment challenges and bring you proactive and innovative solutions and strategies that help you meet the financial goals of your organization. Our commitment to doing the right thing for our customers has earned us the designation of one of the world's most ethical companies from the Ethisphere Institute for six years in a row. To learn more, visit us at usbpayment.com. Okay, as we step into the mentoring round, we always like to begin with this 
big question, which is to ask finance leaders, what is it that's exciting them about finance in business today? Well, you know, you know it's, it's different. You know, if I would have back 10 years ago, what is it mean to be a, a CFO? I, I think I would have assumed you're just doing a lot of financial modeling, managing the accounting, and, and so forth, but it's much more operational. I, I, I really enjoy getting involved in the operations. I, the financial part of it, the easier part of it, working through the operational aspects, dealing with all the various challenges, ensuring the different organizations, particularly the sales marketing plans, working together and having globally consistent policies, processes, and procedures, um, it, you know, is key. There's always a couple along the way, all the issues seem to just fall on my lap every day that you've got to work with. I think that's, that's where I actually you know, with the sense strength, that's what I, I find the fun of the that everything works perfectly. You know, I, I probably get bored and I'm probably on the phone, but the key is that there's always something new, some, some new issue, some new problem. That's, that's what I like. Like, I like taking things from, let's say they're 40% optimized. I like taking them to 80 to 90% optimized. If something's already 90% optimized, then we need to get to 19, 19%. Now that's, that's where, you know, I, I can do it, but I don't find too much satisfaction. I like, I like fixing things and delivering them. Um, you know, we, you know, we also try to focus on efficiency. And, uh, our global retail, our other companies, sells into our RPA, our robotics products, automation tools, and earlier API applications that make people's jobs more efficient. Similarly, if you look at our CRM, you can see that some ERP systems, uh, you know, we're finding that the capabilities are much better than some of the other systems that, you know, to address the real complex flows that what is that piece of advice you wish someone had given you the day you first stepped into that CFO role? <laughs> Probably a lot of things. I've made several mistakes along the way. Um, and one of the things I'd say is you know, challenge the status quo. Just because something's been done, you know, one way in the past, or maybe it's the, the, the right way or, or the best way. And, you know, we went through, I came into the CFO, you know, we assumed we could keep, keep doing certain things, but you start to step back and say, hey, is this really the best way to do it? We actually, most people invite that, if we get a little second step to being the CFO, went from the CFO that says it was needed here. And he looked at me and said, you know, just be who you are. Don't try to be me. Just be yourself. And don't do that again. And, and so I, I kind of, you know, tried, tried to stick through that. But I think, I think, I think that's important. Every, everybody's different. Everybody manages things differently. But if, if you're confident in your experience, confident in the level of effort you're taking, get things done, you have a personal habit as part of your daily routine that you believe has contributed to your professional success? Yeah, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, exercise and variety of sports and surfing and skiing. I live near Mountain Town, I live near the ocean, so I enjoy surfing and, and endurance sports, life running and cycling. I've a lot of marathons and things like that. 
I typically wake up early and try to do something for an hour or just kind of start my day off right, just have that, that time to be there to kind of think about my day and work through things. And another thing, one of the reasons why I like to do endurance sports is because it's not just a physical challenge, but it's a mental challenge to endure. And to me, that sort of translates into the work environment. You're dealing with major issues, a big project. I know mentally that I have the capability to kind of work through some of these problems. A lot of times when I'm out, you know, on the road or bike or something like that, a lot of kind of thoughts about my day kind of come to me. I'm thinking about work and working through it. The other of pieces is the doctor reminds me this on occasion. He says, you need your daily meds. That's not the Mindfulness, exercise, diet, and sleep. So, you know, exercise is just the key, as I mentioned, but you know, also sleep is something that I didn't really value when I was in you know, my career. And I find when I actually get a, a decent night's sleep, I'm much more productive and efficient in the day. Is there a book you would recommend to inspire you by any ideas or your financial peers out there? Anything in mind? Yeah, you know, um, I was actually just talking to a friend a few days ago about this. There's a book called She Dog, the story of Nike, who kind of founded from Nike. And uh, actually, I like it for a few reasons. I don't think I don't know sports that well. But uh, Phil Knight actually started his career in football accounting. You start to see, you know, the way he thinks, the way he looks through things, you know, it's, it's all, it's all coming from not everything, but all of it's come from that foundation you get from public accounting. It talks about the whole process of building nice nice huge building and the credit and things like that. But what I found interesting is at the very end is you know, after he kind of made it and set up his business, he has a point of reflection and he offers some advice for people. And what he really says is you have a passion, have a calling. So that, you know, when when you're you know, having to deal with difficult problems, you can you can work from it. It's easier to bear, bear and you can persevere and ultimately reach your your goal. You know, the higher the highest you come, that much higher. So I thought about this and I and I thought, okay, well, you know, do I really have passion for debits and credits or totally financial models? And you know, maybe maybe to some extent, but not not that you know that level of passion. But I but I really do enjoy building things that work and adding value to the organization that can really make a difference. You know, and those types of details were enabling me to operate the business and operating the business could be, you know, a headache, but it could be a lot of fun at times as well. And we're up to our final question where we ask you to look forward, court, and tell us uh, what are those priorities you are pursuing over the next 12 months. Well, for us, it's, it's specific. I mentioned that we did two acquisitions this year, and so our focus is to get those acquisitions integrated from a people process and systems perspective and get it physically integrated. We've been playing this handle to some extent. We just need to carve out so we're being supported by the parent and the business service employees that need to get off that agreement, get them on the right system, just get their people fully. Cut over onto our, our, uh, our environment and then have our go to back market strategy. So that's, that's really key for us. Um, so that's what we feel 
finish that, you know, our Christmas is going to be more Christmas than we have today. And then this last week, which is kind of goes without saying, but just don't give up. Mark Townsend, thank you for joining us on the CFO Hello, listeners. Do us a favor. Be certain to subscribe to CFO Thought Leader on Apple Podcasts, or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or Google Play. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. Oh, and by the way, the CFO Yearbook 2021 Print Edition debuts on Amazon this quarter, featuring 100 profiles of finance leaders from our 2020 season. Would you like to learn more about our CFO guests? Order the CFO Yearbook 2021. Thank you for supporting our efforts to bring you career journeys of CFOs driving change. We'll be back with another episode very soon. Thank you for listening.